Welcome to another episode of On Air with Air Cargo Next. I'm Courtney Blacon, Associate Editor with Air Cargo Next. Today we have a fascinating discussion about artificial intelligence, where we stand with digitalization in the air cargo industry, and how AI can help attract new talent. Here to discuss is Avery Aviation Software's Chief Commercial Officer, Tristan Cope. In talking about artificial intelligence, especially in air cargo, how does Avery see AI continuing to grow and then aid in in your operations? Okay, so we've already embedded artificial intelligence um, to a certain extent into into what we do. Um, So, you know, there are little little things, we may have talked to you before about this, like our tool called eMagic, which is a tool that reads inbound emails. Um, and converts that text and data into like a digital transaction. And this was this was an attempt really to. It was in recognition of the fact that we we think accelerate digitalization in our business, but we're also aware that making that change from a change management perspective can be a little bit difficult. So we don't see email tra- you know email transactions disappearing in the next six to twelve months. So. Airlines, GSAs, orders, the still the most consistent way that they do business is by emailing each other. You know, rather than going online and filling things in on a platform or using technology, there's still a lot of email transactions. So what this technology does, when a forwarder, say for example, sends a, an airline, you know, please quote me five tons uh, between London and New York, uh, and I want it next Saturday and it's dangerous goods. All the airline or sales agent does is they take that email, goes into their inbox, they click on eMagic, it reads it, it goes use that information to go off and look for the relevant flights, the pricing, the capacity, and gives the, the sales agent or airline um, an instant, you know, click this button and send that response to the freight forwarder. And then all the forwarder needs to do is click book it or reject it. And um, the booking's pushed into all the systems. So it saves a huge amount of time. So it's if you like, it's sort of taking people halfway to fully digital whilst allowing them still to send an email if they really want to. So it's a little bit of a, you know, a halfway house to a certain extent. It's interesting you bring up that there's still a lot of emails going around. You would think that would cause just more of a headache in the overall process for everyone involved. Why why do you think there's some resistance to it? Is it the misconception about some of these artificial intelligence tools? Is it just... People want to know that they've communicated to a person. What do you think? I was on the other side of this only two or three years ago. You know, I was running American Airlines cargo for you know, Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia. And I, had, I had rooms of people just answering emails. Yeah. Um, you know, and a huge amount of, you know, cost and inefficiency based in there. It's, you're right, because it, a lot of this is, it's relatively recent that, if you like, automated booking and quoting processes for air cargo have become reliable and consistent. So one answer is the technology wasn't there. So in the same way that 20 odd years ago when you started booking flights online as opposed to ringing a travel agent or you know doing ringing them up or even, um, for the first, I think the first two or three flights I booked, I then rang the airline or you know, emailed and said, is that, is that booking okay? Is it really booking? Now, yeah. there's no way in the there's no way in the world today. If I book a restaurant, a flight, I don't know, a, a hotel, you should accept it's booked, don't you? Because the technology is t- tried, tested, and 
the behaviour of us as individuals has changed. So it is interesting, you go into a, an airline or freight forwarder office, and I'm talking to them about our technology. You know, I, I say to them, look, you can go use Avery now to go online, make a booking on an airline, you'll get a price, the capacity is confirmed, and you get a nice confirmation note back immediately. You're not waiting for somebody to send an email back going, yes, the space is there, the price is good, here's an airway bill number. Right. And they're resistant to it. Yeah, on their, on their desk is an iPhone. And I say, so what did you last do on your iPhone? I've just, I've just booked my shopping for this evening, this evening. But you trust it to deliver your shopping, but you don't want to use it in your, in your daily life here. And there is, that, there is that sort of change resistance. And then, you know, they say, well, what's my job going to be if I don't do this? <laughs> so there's a little bit of uncertainty about what people's roles are, if it's replaced by technology. But the answer to that is simple. I said, I'm not changing I'm simply saying, when the email comes in, for example, use our technology to, to put the numbers in the boxes, and then you can spend longer making a better decision about perhaps the price, the service, or, or communicating with the customer to offer extra value services. You putting those 50 numbers into different boxes to create a quote is not productive for anybody. Um, and I think people start to see that. I, I think we're getting there. I think it's only relatively since COVID that people have really accepted that in particular online if you like satisfaction of booking quotations and track and trace and basic customer service functions are actually it actually works online now whereas before covid it was a little bit of a novelty so so i think we are on a inevitable curve now towards you know full automation of the of, of the air cargo you know the full booking quote etc process and do you think just just your opinion in time that the general opinion will change around these technologies that people will start to rely on them more and become more trusting yeah because if nothing else and this was again something from this conference i went to the gentleman i forgot his name was dr maloney so he was from florida university i think he he introduced the session which i was part of I think the reason he was there, he said, look, I've got 15,000 students, all of them talented in many ways. And, you know, you guys in the air freight industry should be, you know, attracted to them, um, which I thought was, you know, it was good. You know, yeah. he's trying to promote our, our industry. I, I went to him after and said, at the moment, your 15,000 students won't want to join our, our industry. Because if you take a 21-year-old straight out of college, sit them down in, I don't know, freight forward or X or airline Y, and say, this is how you fill in an airway bill. They're going to go, what are you doing? Where's the app? Where's the app? You know, why are you giving me a computer? I've got my iPhone. If I can't do it on that, it isn't real. This is another thing we're really pushing. It needs to be nimble. It needs to be user-friendly. It needs to be accessible. Because the next generation are just not going to... They're going to refuse to do business in the way that we do today. So the change is going to happen with it. Am I making this point, you know, that we can move quickly, but actually it's not quick enough for the people we want to come into the industry because they're going to refuse to work the way that we do. Or if, or if we don't, we'll attract the wrong people because the people we want are the, are the smart people that want to do business in a better way. We'd like to thank Tristan so much for his time and insights today. And if you want even more coverage about artificial intelligence, don't forget about our upcoming webinar, The Future of AI in Air Cargo, on Tuesday, December 5th at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. More information is available on our website, aircargonext.com.